Shalom. Welcome to Pathfinder's Messianic Bible Bible Study. I'm your host and teacher, Brother Scott Norris, uh, continuing with you in the series of Lost Identity. Uh, so, parts one and two of Lost Identity, we discuss the original Hebrews, what they may have even looked like, uh, where they have um, even been scattered to, uh, particularly into Africa. Oftentimes, the diaspora that's been scattered into Africa out of Israel is not a subject that's always discussed or highlighted, although scripture highlights it. So we want to pay attention um, and take a look at this. We're going to study, once again, things both historically, uh, we'll maybe even look at some contemporary studies as well, and take a look at scripture. And I know in parts one and two, I dealt mainly primarily with the Israelites uh, who were scattered into northern Africa as well as eastern Africa. But we know from scripture they were scattered throughout the entire continent. I'm going to really highlight the migration into West Africa. I feel like this is really important because then through that we'll, we'll find out in future studies about the connection of West Africa to the Americas, both North and South America, since most uh, 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 black people living in North and South America can trace their ancestry to Western Africa. Okay, and so we could see how the slave trade out of West Africa, as well as the slave trade out of East Africa, also uh, how it actually plays out in biblical prophecy concerning the Israelites that were scattered out of, of, of Israel as a result of their punishment through disobedience to keeping the covenant of Torah. Um, when we get to get to lost identity part four, we'll discuss the slave trade out of West Africa and its connections to scripture and prophecy concerning Israel as well. But we're just going to deal with the migration into West Africa. We're just kind of, you know, just taking a, a, a look at the migration patterns of the Israelites that were scattered into Africa. All right. All right. So without further ado, we'll begin. Okay. And I pray uh, once again that this message uh, be edifying and enlightening uh, to us, that it will provoke us to do further study and investigation of scripture as well. Amen. Okay. So back uh, during two French travelers during the 18th century, um, uh, Conrad Mate Brun and James Gavs, James Gates, excuse me, traveled around Africa during the time of the slave trade and documented the tribes that were there that they came across in Africa while traveling in the kingdom of Luango, which is present day Congo. They came across black Jews in their book, a system of universal geography or a description of all the parts of the world, they write, the kingdom of Luango contains black Jews scattered throughout the country. They were despised by the Negroes who do not even um, uh, 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 um, dare to eat with them. They are occupied in trades and keep the Sabbath so strictly that they do not even converse on that day. Um, they have a separate burial ground, very far from any habitation. The tombs are constructed with masonry 
and ornamented with Hebrew inscriptions. Haaretz, an Israeli newspaper, published documents from a Portuguese traveler who wrote about what he saw in Senegal during the time of the slave trade. And this is Haaretz, September 7, 2017, the story of Senegal's hated, reclusive Jewish community. The Portuguese traveler said this, Some of the people here believe in Mohammed, but the majority are idol worshippers, writes the nameless traveler. In this land, there are Jews known as Gauls, and they are black like the rest of the inhabitants, but they have no synagogue and do not conduct Jewish ceremonies. They do not live with other blacks, but separately because they dare not enter the villages. Um, they locate themselves behind the houses of the ruler of the village. And at dawn, they sing his praises until he grants them a portion of millet. And there, and then they go. If they didn't do so, the rest of the blacks would not tolerate them. So great is their hatred for them, which forbids them from entering any house except for that of the ruler of the village. If they find them inside the village, they are beaten with sticks. Writers of Haaretz, of the Haaretz article, tried to, uh, tried to say that since these Jews in the document didn't practice Hebrew customs, they weren't really Jews. The most likely reason they didn't practice Hebrew traditions is because many Israelites were scattered and lost their culture and identity during persecution. So that was common. A lot of times there might have been some of the practices still kept, maybe keeping of Sabbath. But a lot of times because Israel had become so intermingled in with uh, other religious systems and other cultures around them, that they were cut off from the land of Israel because essentially they were cut off from their relationship with Yah. And as a result of that, they had assimilated themselves into the other nations. So they had lost their identity. That's why I titled this message, Lost Identity. Okay, scattered Israelites didn't retain a, a tremendous amount of their culture, but there are some distinctives. There are some things that that can stand out about them that if you carefully examine the word of God and you look at certain practices of people, you can see patterns. And then when, even when you look at some of the prophesied curses of disobedience, you can see those things happening as well. So, um, just simply because they were not fully immersed into, uh, certain Judaic customs does not mean that they were not scattered sheep of the house of Israel. Deuteronomy four and 25. It says, when thou shalt beget children and children's children, you shall have remained long in the land and shall corrupt yourselves and make a graven image or the likeness of anything and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land Whereunto you go over Jordan to possess it. You shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. 
An historical account from the 1700s describes the connection between West Africans and the Israelites. An account from Alu da Aquiano and Ibu from Nigeria kidnapped from Nigeria, enslaved in Barbados and Virginia. He was able to purchase his freedom and went on to become a writer and abolitionist. In his autobiography, he not only writes about the horrors of slavery, but he also wrote about his culture back home. He detailed how his tribe practiced the same Hebrew customs of Torah. And his, his uh, autobiography is called The Interesting Narrative of the Life of Alo Ola Dua Equiano. We practiced circumcision like Jews and made offerings and feasts on that occasion in the same manner as they did. Such as the imperfect sketch of my memory has furnished me with the with with the manners and customs of a people among whom I drew my breath. And it's very true to this day that the Ibus um, in Nigeria, they circumcise their male sons when they're eight days old, just as Israel was commanded to in, in scripture, as as Moses commanded, as the Torah commands. So. Um, those customs are still very much alive in the Ibu community to this day. And a great number of Ibus were taking, uh, taken away as captives throughout the West African slave trade into the Americas. So keep that in mind. All right. Uh, Equiano goes on to write, like the Israelites in their primitive state, our government was conducted by our chiefs or judges our wise men and elders and the head of a family with us enjoyed a similar um, a similar authority over his household with that ascribed to Abraham and other patriarchs. A White House memo dated Tuesday, January 28, 1969 to President Nixon, Nixon's former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger describes the Ibus as the wandering Jews of West Africa, gifted, aggressive, westernized at best, envied and resented, but mostly despised by their neighbors within the Federation. The 17th century Arabic historical documents called Tariq al-Fatouche and the Tariq al-Sudan um, stated that many Hebrew, Hebrew communities as existed throughout West Africa. Tariq as Sudan recorded, uh, stated that a Jewish community was formed by a group of Egyptian Jews who had traded with West Africa through the nation of Chad, or what is now currently known as Chad. Historian Leo Africanus, back in 1492, um, wrote that the, the, the emperor... Aska Mohammed, he arose to power in Mali, the previously tolerant region of Timbuktu, and decreed the Jews must convert to Islam or leave. Practicing Hebrew customs became illegal in Mali, and Mali is a, a country in West Africa. In 1526, Leo Africanus wrote, the king Askia is a declared enemy of the Jews. He will not allow any to live in the city. And this is the same king that he's referring to, the one in Mali. If he hears it said that a, that a Berber merchant 
frequents them or does business with them, he confiscates their goods. Many Israelites are still in Africa. In 2016, the French Jewish filmmaker Lauren Favron made a film called Black Jews, The Roots of an Olive Tree, which documents Hebrew tribes in Africa. Garan was inspired by a book written by Edith Bruder called The Black Jews of Africa, History, Identity, Religion. In Sub-Saharan Africa, you can find Judaic tribes in Ghana, Nigeria, Mali, Uganda, Cameroon, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Sao Tome, and other countries. Many of the Hebrew tribes documented in the film claim that their ancestors migrated from Israel through Yemen. The West African countries that have Hebrew communities are the same countries African Americans trace their ancestry of many West African uh, countries that we look at here. These are the West African countries which form the ancestral um, framework of most of the enslaved that were captured and brought over into the Americas. When I say the Americas, I'm talking about North America and South America. What's in North America? You have America, Mexico, uh, Canada, you got Barbados, you got Jamaica, Cuba, Puerto Rico, um, you have the Dominican Republic, and then you start moving into Central America with Colombia, Panama, then you go into South America, Venezuela, Bolivia, Brazil, all these countries uh, were participated in the slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade. And these are the regions that people came from, the Congo, as I mentioned, uh, these places, Ghana, Cameroon, all of these places have, anthrop uh, have had studies through anthropologists, both historically and even recent, that understand Hebraic customs from Torah and can note that there were Hebrews, black Hebrews living in these regions. And so, you know, we just read Deuteronomy 4 and 25. The Lord told Israel that when you have children and you have remained long in the land, talking about the land of Israel, and you shall corrupt yourselves and make a graven image or the likeness of anything and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you shall soon utterly perish from off thy land wherever you whereunto you go over Jordan to possess it. You shall not prolong your days upon it, but you shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, meaning forcibly remove you into other nations, and you shall be left few in number among the heathen. In other words, among the heathen or Gentile nations, you'll become a minority wherever the Lord shall lead you. And there you shall serve God's, the works of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. And so he says, but if, if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if thou seek him with all thy heart and all thy soul. So the purpose of the punishment is so that you would seek Adonai. I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've read this, but we need to keep this in mind. You know, even before we go into lost identity, part four, 
we need to keep Deuteronomy 28 in mind and just listen carefully to what is stated here. So I'm going to read this in just a moment. And of course, Deuteronomy 28, the first 15 verses talks about all the blessings Israel would experience if they remained obedient to Yahweh's commandments. But if they were to turn away and, and set aside his commands, the rest of the chapter goes into a long list of what is known as the curse of the law, the curses of disobedience um, as a result of Israel's turning away from the covenant. And so there's a lot of uh, uh, instruction or prophecy concerning oppression and and um, vexation and being oppressed and, you know, your enemies ruling over you, being brought into chains, being brought into slavery. That's a constant theme throughout. Okay. And so let me go ahead and read that. And the Lord, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 64, the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest, but the Lord shall give thee a trembling heart and a failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would, it, would God it were even, uh, evening? And at evening thou shalt say, Would God it were morning? For the fear of thine heart wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt. Egypt in Hebrew, it's Mitzrayim. It actually literally means a place of bondage. The Lord shall bring thee into bondage, into Mitzrayim, Egypt, again, with ships. By the way whereof I spoke unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there shall, there you shall be sold unto your enemies for, for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy or no man shall redeem you out of that condition. So in other words, it's out of what? In this place of bondage that Israel would find itself in. So I didn't want to overload us with too much information in this. This was going to be more of just continuously laying down the foundation for us to understand um, Israel being scattered beyond the rivers of Cush, according to Zephaniah 3 and 10. We know the rivers of Cush. Cush could also be known as Ethiopia. Cush was an ancient kingdom just south of, of modern-day Egypt in, in uh, what is known today as Sudan. And touch, you know, the, the Cush kingdom was very large. And so the major river that flows through it is the Nile River. And, he's, and the Lord says, beyond the rivers of Cush, I will gather in the daughters of my dispersed. It's talking about the scattered Israelites. So he's talking about the, uh, the Israelites who were scattered into Africa, scattered into East Africa, North Africa, down into the southern part of Africa, and into West Africa. And he talks about what? I would bring you into bondage again by ships. How were West African 
as West Africans who were brought over as slaves, how were they transported into the Americas by ships? How were many of them transported out of East Africa by ships? Okay, so we, you know, we have to look at the clues given to us. Even Deuteronomy 28 says that um, these curses will cling to you and your descendants as a sign and as a wonder. A sign is something that points something else. All right, so let's keep that in mind as we delve into this study, as we begin to understand the African diaspora, the, the African Israelite diaspora, as we realize the lost identity of the Hebrews scattered into Israel. And so as we look at these, I believe we're going to begin to reclaim that identity, especially for those who believe in the Messiah. The Bible says what? That, that in, in Christ, in the Mashiach, we are heirs and joint heirs with the Messiah. We are what? The offspring, the seed of Abraham by faith. Amen. So Abraham had physical descendants. He also has spiritual offspring. And even if we are physical descendants, in order to enjoy the blessings of the covenant, we must, uh, we must become a spiritual offspring of Abraham by faith in the Mashiach or the Messiah, Yeshua or, or Christ. And Christ is just the Greek uh, rendition of the word Mashiach or Messiah. Amen. So um, I pray that this brief study um, has been enlightening to you. Um, until we meet again next time with Lost Identity Part 4, I hope you continue in this study along with me that we continue to be edified and grow together. In the meanwhile, you be blessed and shalom to you.